Welcome to the Soulful Sound Podcast. This podcast is about celebrating the leaders, teachers, and coaches who guide fellow humans to connect, heal, and discover themselves so they can express their gifts into the world. I am Simone Niles, a coach, sound healer, vocalist, and author. Thank you for being here with me today. In this Soulful Sound conversation, I am joined by the beautiful Michelle Escoffrey, who is an award-winning British singer, songwriter, and vocal producer, having consistently amassed accolades as one of the UK's most respected songwriters. Michelle's metaphoric journey has been one of internal exploration and experience. Coached by her father in her early years, Michelle has been heavily involved in every element of songwriting, singing, directing, producing, and vocal coaching, and continues to do so to this day. A multi-hyphenate, Michelle is also a qualified life coach with almost two decades of experience. She supports makers and professionals to find constructive stillness in life's chaos, to balance creativity with the demands of daily life so they can increase the energy we all need to avoid burnout. In this episode, Michelle speaks about her musical journey and her expansion into life coaching. She talks about the importance of taking responsibility for your own healing and opens up about her own personal healing journey. We delve into visions, spirit, and thoughts on life and death as we explore past experiences. Join us for this deep conversation. Hello, hello. I am so excited to be joined today by the wonderful Michelle Escoffrey, who is a holistic coach, and she offers a journey that is spirit-led, bespoke life crafting, tailored to the individual, balancing the ebb and flow, bringing the sacred, professional, and real you into alignment. That is so delicious. I love, love, love Aww. that. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Oh, lovely. So could you tell me a little bit more about that? That's that's such wonderful. Um, I, I just love what you're saying there, especially that alignment piece, because I work a lot yeah. within that alignment piece yeah. myself. What is balancing the ebb and flow? And tell mm-hmm. me a little bit more about what that means. Um, balancing the ebb and flow. So we all go through periods in life where we are up, we're down, you know, things are flowing and then things aren't flowing things are busy and then things are still and it's balancing that and balancing Mm. the work-life balance um the spiritual the emotional the mental bringing it all together into alignment and working with that on a daily basis beautiful and so what type of things do you do with clients to help them actually go Mm -hmm. through that balancing process Um, we go through lots of different things a lot of what I do is about listening Mm. and just asking powerful questions and really getting clients to own their own journey and own their own healing and own their own um, discovery in terms of what their spiritual practice is, how they are working with spirit, how they are working with themselves, self-discovery, self-evaluation and owning, taking real ownership for their own healing and their own journey. Um mm. A lot of the time, I think we go through life and we're very external and we validate ourselves by external forces. Mm. And the work that I do with my clients is about bringing that internally and figuring out what really works for us. And, you know, 
what's what we're rubbing up against and and what our expectations are or what our conditioning has been and starting to break through some of those um, barriers and yeah. really get to the real essence of who we are and live in that space. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I love that. I mean, I talk a lot about authenticity and mm. I, I kind of explain it in my in my own words as a revolving door between the inner and outer worlds. Right. So it's that constantly going inward and then expressing outward Absolutely. because we know it's not static, isn't it? It's exactly. not like, okay, I found myself. So now and that's it. That's it. Life's great now. You know, <laughs> there is definitely that dance between the inner and outer parts. Absolutely. And, um, and I love that you are, you know, you're really talking about ownership because yeah. I think a lot of the the things that happen when you talk about healing or you say I'm a healer mm. the, it's often you know there's there's this stigma attached that you I come to you for something and you heal exactly. me when really yes. and truly no, no healers are healing. yeah healers are catalysts and we we help to guide people back to the space within themselves That's where right. healing can take place That's so absolutely right. I absolutely love that you've really highlighted that ownership piece because I think mm. it's often something that is is not said absolutely. or left out and it's so so important it's a hundred percent important is for me it's the only way it's the only yeah. way to really have um authentic healing and mm. really to get to know yourself and get to the grips of who am i who am i really yes. um you can only do that through owning that space and what would you say is your definition of healing Ooh, i think it is um it is about shining a light on things that maybe aren't working on the conditioning that we've been through um, and bringing things into alignment and being able to look at something and say, actually, that really hurt or this is still hurt, hurting mm. and working through it. Yes. Um, get working, actually working through the trauma or through the problem or through the blockage to get to the other side of it. Um, yes. that's, that's really what I, I feel like healing is. Mm. Um, it's like you said, it's continuous work yes. and it's a continuous journey. Um, I was with a client last night and we were talking about, you know, it takes years of, uh, conditioning or suppressing or yeah. hiding from something so when you actually get to the space where you're like oh I'm ready to face this it's not going to disappear straight away mm. you're going to be peeling back those layers and working through that yeah. and then coming through the other side and looking at yourself and saying oh I'm different now mm. and what is different about me and what am I willing to take forward and what do I need to let go of and yeah. actually be be okay with that and be okay with leaving things behind mm -hmm. um, that no longer serve. Um, and I think for me, that's really um, what healing is about. It's about that balancing of this serves me, this doesn't. This hurt and this is what I've learned from that or this is where I am right now and yeah. it's okay for me to be here right now. Yeah. Um, I think that's really my definition of healing. That's lovely. And I love that you're talking about going through it because it's not something that we can avoid. We have to go uh, we through. We do try. <laughs> we do try, don't we? Yeah, we have to go through it, you know, yeah. literally just dive in um, and really just look at those pieces that you've mentioned so beautifully yeah. outlined. And I mean, see, healing really is self-paced as well, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, it isn't it's a different. rush. It looks it's, different for everyone yeah. it feels different for everybody it too. does it yeah. does oh that's so wonderful and what about you and your healing journey is there any yeah. anything that you would like to share about the healing that you are going through or have yeah. gone through so that Gosh. we can you know pick some beautiful gems yeah. out of that process it's never ending of course um i think 
like you said, you, you, I think sometimes we think we're going to arrive somewhere, mm. that there's somewhere to be and we get there and we're like, right, yeah. I'm healed. <laughs> That's it. I'm, I've arrived. <laughs> and it just doesn't work that way. No, you know, there's no. always things happening and there's, there's things that we acknowledge and things that we don't, things that happen, you know, in the unconscious or subconscious and things that are very conscious. Yes. I think for me, Gosh, when did my healing start? I I don't know. I I know that my spiritual journey, I feel like I've always been on a journey. Mm -hmm. And there's things that I've been aware of and then things that came to my awareness. So when I was a little girl, I was very aware that I would pray a lot. Mm. I was very aware that um, there were other spirits around, but I didn't not necessarily recognize them as spirits mm-hmm. um I, I would see things and be like oh I saw this in the mirror what does that mean and my mum would freak out and be like you're never going to a funeral ever again because you <laughs> see spirits <laughs> things like that um but it was only when my sister passed away right that I think I came face to face with spirit mm. and it was a it was a the first experience I had was that I was, I actually was in a writing um, session and it was an eclipse mm. and I went into trance and I didn't know, I didn't know anything about trance or anything like that. Mm. And the people around me in the session said, you went into this trance and you was asking all these questions about life and the afterlife and what happens to your spirit and what happens to your soul, etc." I have no recollection to this day. Mm. I have absolutely no recollection of that experience whatsoever. Right. And I came home and I told my sisters and they were one of my sisters, was like you need to start meditating so I was like okay I'll try this meditation thing right so I started meditating on my first meditation I had a vision and the vision was um I was by the seafront with my sisters mm. and we were dressed in white but my other sister who was at the time she was alive she wasn't with us right and she was in a garden with my grandparents and it really bothered me and I was beckoning for her to come over and she was refusing to come mm. and it really bothered me because I'm like my grandparents have passed on why is my sister there and why won't she come over to us and it just frightened me mm. and about 4 weeks later she passed away right. and it's that is what began my journey into seeking and trying to find out more about spirit and what does it mean? And when you see things like this, what does that mean? Mm. And it's just led me on, uh, it's been a very beautiful journey, but sometimes it's been very scary as well. And, Mm. you know, you open up and you think, oh, no, don't want to know all of that. You close back up again. Um, And it's, it's been, spirit is beautiful. And, um, connecting and um, communing with spirit has been beautiful. And I think it's really helped along the way for me in terms of understanding that death is a transition. Mm. It's not a full stop. Yeah. Um, And being able to communicate with your ancestors and communicate with spirit in a way that is enriching um, has really been um, something that's fortified my journey, I think. 
That's beautiful. Well, thank you for for being so open about something so personal. It's, I mean, I'm sure, as we know, the grieving process is not an easy thing. As you say, that that healing that goes, mm. it's, it's continuous. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And you know, I I would like to say that you know, in in situations where, like you said, you could start to notice and see, and the door is opening, and then there's this, oh, hang on, what's going on? Yeah. I remembered actually having a conversation um, recently with one of my sound healing teachers. I think actually her her podcast is out today um her episode but we were talking about intuition mm. and talking about that that in those messages that often come through and i remember for myself uh just to kind of touch on that opening the door closing the door yeah. that you referred to that sometimes when things came up and it just kind of bubbled up you know it was that moment uh, where the internal dialogue might pop up and you have those self doubts right. is, is this really happening yeah. is it hang on what's going on you know um and i realized what often helped me through it was just a very simple reframe yeah which was well what if it is yeah and just realizing that anything that does come up is just information right you can do something with it or, or not or not yeah. it's just information and and I, and I found from my own personal journey in d- delving deeper into my spirituality and understanding energy mm. and healing in a deeper way um that it was such a profound shift just yeah. like but what if it is yeah and there's an element of trust and faith in that that obviously you know you develop and you yeah. hone over time yes um, <laughs> I'm glad you said over time <laughs> yes you hone over time and I think yeah I think it's wonderful but I know that we have a lot in common and I'm really curious about your musical journey because mm-hmm. we both have a background in music and singing and vocalizing yeah and so tell me about your journey your <laughs> musical journey oh gosh um so I come from a singing family and I started I guess I started singing uh, maybe around seven I would say so I, I, my sisters are quite a bit older than me. There's quite a gap. So I was always the little one wanting to be involved and wanting to get involved. Mm. My dad taught us all how to sing. Nice. Um, so he'd bang out keys on the piano and be, do, 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 do. You sing this, you sing that, you sing that. <laughs> and we'd all sing in harmony. Yes. Um, and then I went semi-professional at nine with my sister. So singing in church, in banquets, weddings, etc. And then at 16, um, we got signed to an American label called Atlantic Records. Right, yes. And I was just finished school, going and doing my A-levels and recording an album at night and trying to finish doing, you know, coursework and stuff. It was it didn't work out, but <laughs> music worked out. Beautiful. Um, so we, we went to the States and we, you know, did stuff out there and came back. We worked with um, the Ethnic Boys, which was mm. Marcus Johnson and Steve Campbell. And it was an amazing experience recording, you know, live instrumentation in the studio. Um, And my sister, Sandra, um, she was the main songwriter for the group. Nice. And at the end of the project, um, she had two more songs to write. And she locked me in her room. She locked me in her bedroom, (laughs) literally, and said, you're not leaving until you help me to write these songs. Beautiful. And that's kind of how my songwriting journey started because mm. I protested and protested and said, I don't write songs. No, no, no. And she was like, you're going to help me write these songs. And you're not leaving. And you're not leaving <laughs> until they're done. Well done. And we sis. were there a few, good few hours. Um, but they both songs made the album. Brilliant. So for me, it was that was such a, a affirmation that, mm. oh, you can do this. Yes. 
Um, and then I started writing and sending stuff to Marcus Johnson, who's like, he was kind of, I guess, one of my mentors in a way mm. as a producer. What do you think of this? Is this good enough? Da, 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 da. And um, we actually wrote, I actually wrote a song for Rhythm and Bass, which Ali oh. Tennant and Wayne um, Hector are, you were in. Love that. Um, called Blame It on the Rain, which made nice. the album. Oh, um, yeah. And that's, yeah. And I just start, kept writing songs and First of all, I was writing ballads and then it was like, no, you need to write more up-tempo stuff. And I struggled with that and kind of wrote mid-tempos and then moved on to just writing choruses for up-tempos and eventually kind of honed that skill to write more up-tempo songs as well. Yeah. And um, then I joined a girl group, Truce. Nice. um, Which was a crazy adventure and we were signed to Big Life Records and we traveled, we toured and did loads of things. And it was amazing. Um, and then I kind of decided I didn't want to live out of a suitcase anymore. Yeah. So touring that's when I, yeah, pretty hard. Pretty gruesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I signed to EMI Music Publishing mm. and was with them for nine years. Yeah, and I know uh, that you've written for quite a few interesting people as well. Yeah, it's yeah. been good. It's been a journey. It's, um, I guess my, the one that really stands out for me is Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrote for her back in, I think, 2005. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, and that That's was wonderful. And she, she, the story was that we wrote the song and we was like, oh, this would be amazing for Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. And we sent it through to her management, et cetera. And they said, oh, Tina's actually retiring. This is her last tour. And we're like, oh, no. <laughs> and then about a year or two later, she decided she was going to do a world one tour, more. one mm-hmm. more world tour and do Greatest Hits album. And she actually sent her own personal message say, I love the song. I really want to perform this song. That's beautiful. And she flew in and she did it in like one take. Right. And um, I'm, I'm really privileged to have my BV still on the track. Nice. Um, and that was, that for me was massive. It was like, Tina Turner. Well, of course. Yes. I mean, legend right there. Absolutely. Right? Um, yeah. And then I had the number one with, well, it was actually before that with um, Liberty X, mm-hmm. who were on the show. I think it was Pop Stars they were on I think before it, was it became Pops, yeah. Pop Idol. And That's then right. Factor. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that again was a great experience. And John and George Hammond Hagen, who were also in Rhythm and Bass, mm-hmm. I wrote that song with them. So the so the many dots, links. the connections that have been so going wonderful. right through, right through my journey. It's been great. That's amazing. That's awesome. And what I'd be interested in now in reflection, because, you know, you spoke at the beginning about that kind of balancing the ebb and flow of life. So thinking now, what would you have said to your younger self, the touring musician, the one who was going through all of that um, up and down as you do in the music industry? What advice would you have given your younger self, which perhaps anyone, you know, young creatives who are up and coming now could pull from? It's okay to say no. It's okay to take some time out. Um, it's, you know, we're led to believe that things are going to run away from you. Yes. And um, it's funny, it was something I was telling a friend um, yesterday was one thing that my mum used to always say to me is, what feel, kia on feel. <laughs> and it's like, hmm? <laughs> when you're young, you're like, what? But it's, it's true. It's like, what, what is for you cannot not be for you. It's not going to pass you by. 
So you taking a break or taking time to say, you know what, actually, I don't want to go out tonight. I know it's a networking thing, but I'm tired. I need to rest. Um, It's okay to do that. And actually doing that and getting the rest and being able to replenish and um, restore yourself gives you that extra juice to do what you need to do out in the world. Yeah, and I think really honoring yourselves is so important, you know, it it builds a great uh, relationship with self, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Which then can ripple out in so many beautiful ways. It's very interesting because not long ago, I recorded um, a a short podcast episode for my coaching. And one of the sayings that I spoke about, which was passed down from my parents, my mom used to say to us all the time is, if it's for you, it's if it's for you, it's for you. If it's not for you, thank God and move on. Yes. And so that's exactly your your, yeah, I, yeah. Love the, I love the Jamaican slang version, <laughs> but it's pretty much the same essence, right? Absolutely, it's like, if yeah. it's for you, it's, it's for, you, for you. So it's fine. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's There's beautiful. There's no need to stress about it. Yeah. 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 Because we, you know, we can sometimes stress about so much. It's just the stories that we tell ourselves about what something means yep. or doesn't mean. Or yep. as you say, those external expectations, this is what they expect me to do exactly. as a musician. And how dare I say no to a music exec or to an agent or whatever. But actually, you are setting the tone for your career as you build those blocks. Um, And I think then there is obviously that really fine line where we have to make sure that we're saying we're honoring ourselves, but we're also not turning down opportunities based on fear or, you know, those things as well. So we have to find those, find that line between the two. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And it is that thing of not, not holding yourself back through self-sabotage or yes. through fear, yes. but also knowing when to look after yourself. Yeah, And I think that in the music industry, there's such a disparity between those two things. Mm. We're, we're not encouraged to look after ourselves. I think it's changing now, Great. especially with such an emphasis now on mental health and mental wellness. Yes, I can see things, you know, shifting, but... Still, there is this pressure of, I have to perform, I have to perform, I have to perform, I have to be on form all the time. And that's impossible. It is. It's actually not possible to be on form 100% of the time. You need to recover. You need time for rest and recovery. And I would like to see an industry where those things are taken into consideration Mm -hmm. and worked into your plan. Yeah. That's what I would love to see. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it hurts my heart to hear the stories of vocalists uh, who, you know, when they're losing their voice or things aren't growing really well, where the first thing is, all right, let's get some steroid injections in there first. Let's see if we can get you back up and running, uh, even though, you know, tomorrow you might collapse. But, you know, I find it such a, it's really heartbreaking. And I think that you're right that there's some shifts. I don't know enough about how much mm. shifting there there is going on yeah. simply because I'm not in the industry in the same yeah. way that I used to be but also I was always at a in a in a space where I could look after myself you know mm. I'd go and do a lot of session work do a lot of backing vocals for people work with other songwriters and a lot of coaching yeah. so there was an element of um honoring myself I think a lot in that journey yes. um as I wasn't at the level of um you know going out there and touring that you were yeah. so it takes a very different uh, state of mind yeah. and definitely looking after yourself, your well-being, yeah. Yeah. mentally, and physically, I, I and everything else. I do think there has to be an element of resilience and, um, you know, self self knowing. Yeah. I know for myself, there were times where I would want to take breaks, and they would literally say to me, "Oh, this is professional suicide. You can't not do this. You have to turn up for this thing." And I'm like, "Well." 
I'm going to die then. <laughs> exactly, right? I was like, well. So, yeah. And and it was a problem at the time. It yeah. was a problem. And, it, and I even to cut down working days. Mm. I remember a big thing for me was I cannot work seven days a week. This is crazy. Yeah. So I would like to work. I think at the time I wanted to work like four days a week. Mm. And it was a massive uproar. This is crazy. You can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I can. Yes. And I will because actually I'm going to be a lot more productive. Yes. Having had time either side to just rest or do something different or go and people watch or do something yeah other than just be in the studio not seeing the light of day for yeah you know weeks on end it's yeah yeah yeah. Which is often what happens. You'd forget what time of day it is, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah. I think it's great that you have lived that because I'm sure that coming, you know, working with your clients in mm. all the wonderful ways that you do now, it's really like, I know what it's like to go through those moments where you can choose to be, you know, to really put yourself through the ringer yeah. and not rest and not yeah. look after yourself. Yeah. I had those moments. Yeah. Sometimes I didn't do it, but most of the time I was able yeah. to go, hang on, this isn't working. Yeah. And I think it's wonderful that you've lived it because it's yes. nothing like having skin in the game yeah. you know when you're working yeah. with people yeah. and yeah. and moving forward yeah so to talk to me more about now your coaching journey because yeah. we have something similar in that we've both started in music and yeah. we've evolved even though we're still within the music yeah. we've evolved into coaching and yes. healing I want to know more yeah. about that yeah. part of your journey well I think that that's how it kind of came about because of the burnout and yeah. s- and, and feeling that and also seeing others around me crashing and burning and saying there's got to be a better way than this we 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 must be able to support ourselves in a better way Mm. than this and why are we not speaking about this this is not okay um so for me uh that journey kind of came rose out of that and rose out of feeling like what do I do now? When I left Truce, when I left the girl group and said, I can't do this anymore. I went for a period where it was like, who am I? Am am I even worthy? What do I do now? What does my career even look like now? Um, And feeling really incapable of, Mm. you know, um, excelling outside of that because that had become my identity. Yes. Um, So being able to navigate that and figure out, okay, actually, yes, I want to write songs. This is what I want to do for, you know, my career now. Um, And be in that space and navigate, you know, people thinking, well, no, that's not what you should be doing. You should be doing this or that. Mm. Um, Made me really look at, okay, how can I support other people that are going through this? Yeah. Um, And particularly going through a crossroads where either what I was coming up against were, Um, specifically women who were either it it was either one way or another it was either I've dedicated my life to my profession and now I'm looking around going oh actually what do I want Mm. who am I outside of this profession Mm -hmm. Um, and how do I identify myself and how do I how do I show up in the world if I'm not that? Yeah. Um, so there was that aspect of it. And then there was also the other aspect of I've dedicated my life to my family. I've raised these children. Now I want to identify who I am mm-hmm. and what do I like and how do I want to feel outside of being, you know, a mother, a wife or a partner or all of those things. So that's kind of where I started shifting into mm-hmm. and how I came into it was I started holding sister circles nice so for me when my sister passed away I then 
I was really aware that she was my sounding board and she was that person that I went to and, you know, sounded off on, oh, this isn't fair, this is happening and blah, blah, blah. And then that was suddenly gone. Right. So for me, it was, okay, how do I create safe spaces for particularly women to be in that they can just talk and they can say whatever they want to say and it's okay for them to do that and they're held and they're supported and um they're fed in a way something's fed back to them Mm. and they're given tools to maybe deal with the situations that they're in Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how it started for me and then through doing that I was like okay I need to learn more I need to train I need to do all these other things as well so I started going through that process as well and that was like 2000 2000 I started that journey onwards Mm. yeah beautiful and so I'm curious as a uh, a coach myself, but mm. also a mother of three yeah. and, you know, doing all the, I've always worked for myself. I've yeah. built my own business, worked, worked as a vocal coach and a singer and a coach and yeah. the list goes on. I want, wonder what's some of the processes that you take your clients through who feel like they have connected to whether it's their career or their familial, um, you know, responsibilities as their identity how do you mm-hmm. get them to step outside of that and or balance all of them because in reality you can have a career mm-hmm. and be Absolutely. a mother and be this yeah. and that yeah. um and I say this because I, I'm just curious to know how you've helped people through mm-hmm. it I remember when I came from from the age of seven I knew I wanted to be a singer and I pursued it ever since my mm. story is is out there I won't repeat it over and over again for so many but the long long story short is this is what I was going to do my heart heard the song mm. I responded I sang and this is what I was going to do mm. so when in probably around the same time in 2000 uh yeah year around 2099 I decided I wanted to add coaching mm. and bring that element I felt like I was cheating on music I was like what am I doing this is my this is my thing how how dare I step outside of the music and say I'm gonna go coaching which has nothing to do with the singing stuff yeah and then of course you do what you do as you evolve and you grow and I did done all these different things and interestingly bringing the sound healing element into my work and the shamanic Mm. practices completely makes sense to me what my journey of sound was about as well right so it's such a beautiful reflection for me but yes coming back to what do you then say to someone who says well look this is this is what I am this is this is how I've existed for the last 10 years yeah how do you get them back to that we challenge that and we mm. look at who am I really? Yeah. So that's one of that's one of the fundamental questions I always ask. Who who am I? Mm-hmm. As in getting them to ask themselves that. Yes. And once you get past the roles and you know, oh, I'm a this, I'm a mother, I'm a blah blah blah, I'm a da 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 da, da or, which are things that you do. It's yes. not really who you are. Mm-hmm. Then we dig deeper into who am I really? Mm. And a lot of the time, then things start to poke up, and it's like, well, actually, I'm a this or I want to be this or, and we start to dig into that and we start looking at, okay, well, what does that look like? And what does that feel like? And if we were to extend that in, you know, a year's time, two years time, where would you be if you were that? Yeah. And we really start to just strip things back. And for some people that hit walls, I just go to feeling. Mm. What do you want to feel like? Yeah. What feels good to you? And then we build on that every day. And I think I go through that process because that's the process that I went through. Mm. When I kind of 
hit a wall when my relationship ended with my daughter's um, father. Mm -hmm. And it was, oh my God, I'm a statistic now. I'm this single mother. I'm a black woman. Mm -hmm. And you kind of just beat yourself up and you're like, what do I do now? Mm. The only thing I need to do was go back to feeling. Mm -hmm. Okay, so today, what can I do? What one thing can I do today that feels good? Mm -hmm. Regardless of what I'm supposed to be doing, what feels good? Okay, I'm going to go for a walk. Today, I'm actually, I'm going to have a bath today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just sit here and just listen to my own thoughts and listen to what's going on outside and just see what pops up. Yeah. And I started doing that daily and then started building on that. And before I yeah. knew it, I'd started to build a new identity for myself based on how I want to feel yeah. and how I want to navigate life in that realm rather than who I should be, mm-hmm. who I think I should be. It's actually, well, who's showing up? Yeah. And well, that's I think kind of what um, I work with, with clients. Yeah, I think it's a really important um, element that you've injected there around the, the, the what, what, how do I want to show up today? What do I want to feel? What do I want to cultivate in my life right now? Um, because often, as you said, we come from this, this doing place. Yeah. You know, I, you, as you talk about the roles, this is what I do. This is how I exist. This is how I put myself out there. And we understand that that's a reflection of something deeper. Yeah. But equally, yet who you are isn't just what you do. Exactly. And so coming in through, for me, coming in through joy and meaning is yes. very important. Yes. And I work that way with clients. So it's really lovely to hear that, um, that parallel, which is how do I want to show up today? Or yeah. what actually brings meaning and joy exactly. into my life? Exactly. Let's start yeah. there. And we a lot of the time like you said it we do it the other way round yeah once i do this 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 and this i can be happy yeah. once i've achieved this 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 and this oh then i'll have joy yeah and it's absolutely not, not the case no so no. it's it's trying to flip that on its head yes and look Start at with actually being. Exactly. Who mm. do I want to be? How do I want to feel? And once once I start to expand on that feeling of joy and that feeling of happiness, yeah. then I attract all these things anyway because I am that. Yeah. That's you know? it. That's the energy. That's the frequency that you're giving yeah. off. And that's then what comes up into your life. I yeah. love that. And what's meant for you comes to you yeah. because you are emanating this joy out into the world. Mm-hmm. So what is meant for you starts to attract itself to you. Yeah. Because you're not now in a place of fear of oh, this is what I should be doing. Yeah. You know, there is so much caught up in the status quo and what we these expectations that we either place on ourselves or we th- or we think on us. yeah, or placed on us that we take on board. You know, Absolutely. I, I like so I left college. I was 17 and I was halfway through my A-levels. Mm. And this is back in the Caribbean in Barbados. And I thought I said, I'm dying right now. My soul is dying. I cannot mm. sit through another French sociology and English class. I was skipping everything everything to go into the auditorium and sing with my a cappella group back in the day legend back in Barbados which nice. was my sister and my best friend so ah. we did the whole live eat breathe sing music in the studio for three years yeah. working at Eddie Grant studio back in Barbados it yeah. was a beautiful experience best training I've had to date being on the ground yeah. and doing it having said that I was the again like you the college dropout where it was like, oh my gosh, am I now a statistic? Yeah. <laughs> but I knew my soul was calling out to me and saying, this is not for you. Yeah. And I knew it wasn't for me. So I said, I got the courage up. I said to my parents, I'm dropping out of college. Mm-hmm. I want to do music. And my mom was like, well, as long as you have a plan in place and we can work through it, let's do it. And my dad was like, hmm, are you going to take this? <laughs> 
how are you going to take this music thing seriously? And, you know, as soon as I decided to study music or do it formally, he was on board. But for him, it wasn't, my daughter's just not going to drop out of college and sing on the side, you know, completely understand. But he was so supportive after, after a little while. (laughs) Um, And so when I left college, literally four months later is when I walked into a room, random audition, and, and it was us doing some harmonies. I think we were singing on Vogue. um, And it was so lovely. And yeah, I started working with him. But Mm. if I hadn't, left if I hadn't that opportunity you know, would not have exactly itself. right and then. so that whole this is the order in which you're supposed to do things you know get grow up go through college then mm-hmm. you know go to university then perhaps you'll meet the man and mm-hmm. you get married and then you have kids yeah, and, no. and then of course you buy a house and yes. there's this whole order of how things ought to be or should be and these are inverted commas for those yeah. of you who aren't seeing me um <laughs> should be done but I am so I so did it the other way around yeah. which I embrace yeah. love and celebrate yes. because life is not linear that's right Absolutely. it is so not linear we put so much pressure and labels on ourselves and by this age I should have done this and yeah oh, I'll be here no, no, <laughs> no. And, and I think, you know, there comes a point where you start to let go and realize that you're, there's, there are certain things that, of course, you will be guiding in your mm. own life. Mm-hmm. We need to design our own life. Absolutely. But I personally feel that there is something greater and yeah. that there's divine will that, you know, we sometimes there's this saying, which I'm sure you've heard when when we plan, God laughs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I love that because sometimes you can plan something to the T and I'm a planner. Hands yes. up. I like to plan and organize. Anyone who knows me well knows this about <laughs> me, but it doesn't go according to plan all the time. Yeah, and that's, that's where right. that flexibility is so important. Yes. Just remember remaining flexible and and then we go back to honoring ourselves yes yeah, absolutely which comes from that connection because we can't honor something that we don't even no. know exactly <laughs> right right so connecting such a beautiful thing i think we have so much in common i can't wait to learn more <laughs> about you and your work uh so what kind of obstacles have come up for you so far and maybe one or two ways that you've overcome them anything mm. that you'd like to share with, about that Ooh, i think one of the obstacles for me and i think i'm still um, working with it is that I'm recognized as a singer songwriter. Mm. So it's, it's that transition into coaching is like, Oh, you're a coach. I thought you were a singer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that recognizing that people, as you said, people can do different things. Yes. It's not just linear and it's like, well, this is it. And this is my career and this is what I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Um, it's, it's finding that space. And I feel like I'm, I'm in that in that space now where Mm. I attract the people that are meant to come to me Um, but yeah that's been a that's been a major obstacle for me that people people only associate me with one thing yes Um, and it's you know there's many 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 more things that um, are under my belt yeah of course Um, and yeah so that's interesting it's it's been I guess as well because my life has been mostly music related so it's, the, it's what they music. see. It's the evidence of, of what you've done so far that they exactly. see and such. But I think yeah. for me, just if, if it's any help, if it's any, you know, helpful for you in your yeah. reflection, I think my my approach was very much when I go, went through that process, just just be there as much as you can. Yeah. And ultimately, as you say, you start to attract it. Yeah. So I still do vocal coaching and yes. I love working with clients. But yeah. what has happened is it has somehow kind of morphed into this combination of, of things. I can tell yeah. you the most of my, my singing clients have had a sound healing. Yeah. If not, they've had a coaching session yeah. or because yeah. we know as well in, in as vocal coaches that very often, you know, it doesn't end up being a lot 
lot of singing sometimes. People (laughs) start singing and stuff comes up. It's so therapeutic. And so we support that. Vocal coaches in general, I honor you all. Um, And then when you bring the coaching element in and you have those skills, there's there's so much that then happens. I agree. So often I feel like it's less, I I feel now that I'm in this space that I think less about um, what people might see or approach me for yeah. and more about what I start to attract and how things start to change. Exactly. Which and also is, it's that thing great. of you put yourself in a box. Yeah. Because I think for me, I I can be quite compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, this is music, this is coaching, this is events, and they don't they don't marry to each right. other. Yes. And one of the things, maybe about two years ago, I worked with an amazing uh, coach. Her name is Jamila White. She's based in the States. Mm-hmm. And she, she said to me, why are you doing that? You know, you're everything. Of course. All of this is you. Mm-hmm. And music is medicine. Yes. And it really impacted me. Mm. And she was like, you do it all and it, it the thread runs through all of it yes. so embrace all of it and don't try to separate things mm-hmm. you know you have your page your one page and your one website and but it's all there yeah. and people can pick and choose whatever they want yes and that really impacted me yeah. and I was like okay yeah I I, I appreciate that and I can kind of get that mm. so I've been integrating everything and Beautiful. it feels so much better yeah. than trying to separate myself out and be like well this is what I do here this is what I do there you know I teach also this is what I do there um it's nicer to say this is an amalgamation of everything that I do yeah and actually this is what I have to offer and if it resonates with you great and if it doesn't great yeah because you want to bring all of you to the table exactly rather than little pieces of you yeah yes and I mean it's there are going to be some instances of course you know you're going to go into a songwriting session still and do your thing you're not necessarily going to pick up your shamanic drum and drum with the songwriters (laughs) unless that's going to kind of get them into the groove and and really bring them into a wonderful space of creativity it can do but you know the fact is you can do these things separately but you encompass all of them so you're bringing all that that is to the table which is what i think is special you know that that's that's kind of how you evolve and grow yes Um, absolutely and and to own it and celebrate it for sure for sure so you've got a lot of different things going on right now. And I know that, um, our, like I said, our journeys are quite similar in music and then moving into coaching and healing modalities. Mm-hmm. What would you say, if you could just in this right now, in this moment, what would you say is your purpose right now in the world? Wow. Um, what would I say is my purpose? To be fully embodied, to be fully embodied, um, to to shine a light out into the world, understanding that, you know, the creator has given me these gifts um, and that I am not separate from spirit. I'm not separate from God. Um, God is within all of us. Um, and to be able to wake that up in, in other people, Mm. understanding that we all have a divine essence and that we all are connected to each other Mm. and on some level we are affecting each other by how we live our lives I think that that is my purpose Mm. that's beautiful I love that to ignite (laughs) and awaken that in others as well that's beautiful and I I think it's um it's special when you 
see you can recognize something deep within yourself mm-hmm. but you also can recognize your part in the service of it yeah um you know i think that's really special yeah. and i and i commend you on that because mm. i know that you're doing that a lot through your work um you we spoke a lot about that balancing the ebb and the mm-hmm. flow and things like that yeah. and so what kind of things do you do to keep yourself balanced now what's your like yeah. self care how do you look after yourself mm. um what do i do i do I have a spiritual practice. Um, I meditate. Mm. I do a lot of breath work, breathing. For me, the breath is everything. Mm. Um, I spend a lot of time in nature, um, grounding and just being close to the earth and close to water as well. Um, And yeah, that's kind of the fundaments of what I do. Um, I... I have a specific spiritual journey that I'm on at the moment. Mm. Um, so I, I work with the Arishas um, and nature. It's, it's a lot to do with nature and the natural forces mm-hmm. um, and uh, the deities. So Oshun, Yamaya, um, Elegua um, and all so many. There's too many to name Arishas, mm. which are elements of the divine and elements of nature. Nice. Um, so I I walk I walk that journey. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's more about seeding um, what's inside mm-hmm. and allowing that to come up and come out and being in touching. How can I explain it? It's like touching um, source every day, touching mm-hmm. base every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that's really, really important that um, as I'm moving through life, that I'm completely connected to spirit and moving through life in that way. I love that touching source every day. You know, we we're, we are that, but it's so interesting how often we feel so outside of that because of the you know the nature of the way we live right now yeah um the busyness the going out to work the nine to five or not or the kind of stuff that we do it's so important Mm. to come back in to that stillness and that silence and i i love um i don't know much about um this particular spiritual practice but i love the 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 whole connection to nature is a, a really big thing for me as well. I love walking in the forest. I go yeah. often with my brother and grounding and this the meditation piece. It's just whatever anyone decides to do, I think whatever they do, whether you want to call it a, a, a ritual or just some consistent practice, mm-hmm. whatever it might be is so important for yeah. that consistency yeah. of coming back to self. Absolutely. I think it's something that I definitely, you know, really work a lot with clients yeah. in that way too, yeah. because it's about being practical as well. We can go and do the inner work, but then we're then going out, out to live the into the world. Excellent. And so how yeah. do we then bring those, pra- make those practices work for us um, out there? And I think it's Absolutely. great that you, you t- you've spoken about that you know that yeah. kind of balancing what's going on out there and, and what's then what's going, going on in here because yes. it, it, it is it's important yeah totally um, absolutely and also important. it changes you know sometimes meditation really really works for you and then sometimes it doesn't and mm. it's it's been able to um allow that and know that you know where we change we're constantly changing yeah. and sometimes what works now might not work in the future and something else will work you know um i just started yoga again and i'm like oh my god i'm so tight <laughs> <laughs> but i know that it's beneficial you yeah. know but i haven't done it for so long it didn't it it wasn't fitting into my life at that time right yeah. you know and and sometimes for me when things 
when I can't get into the ritual of doing something every single day consistently, I go back to the breath. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, you know what? Let me take 10 breaths. Let me just, let, let me be still enough to take some deep breaths and just reconnect with myself and reconnect with, you know, source and be in that space. And so sometimes that's all I can do. Yeah. You know? And it's being able to give yourself permission to know that, Things change. I'm changing. The world is changing. And sometimes navigating the world is is huge. And I can do this one thing right now. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, you know? Yeah. And I also think, as you say, giving ourselves permission to choose what works for us. I was speaking with a group recently. And while I've been meditating, I guess from the age of six, I would say, my wow. mom my mom taught us meditations. We used to go down to the, to the beach, six, seven, eight years old, not wanting to get up at 5 a.m., but... <laughs> Having to get up at 5 a.m. And, you know, I'm so glad that that was something that she really pushed us into. But from young, you know, we'd go down to the beach and have sunrise meditations. And it was it was a beautiful thing. So for me, meditation has been a part of my life. But in this group and talking about rituals and talking about things that we do, what I loved was that for some people, it isn't, you know, the things that we hear in the media now, Mm -hmm. yoga, meditation Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. breath work and those things. I'm not saying I'm not saying they're not important because I do them. Yeah. (laughs) And they're important for me. And it's, you know, it's a beautiful practice, whatever you decide. But for some people, it can be something as simple as just joyfully cooking a meal. Exactly. Or just sitting and quietly and reading a book or whatever it is that brings you back into quiet, brings you back into self, brings you back into stillness. As you say, getting into into nature, if it's just taking a walk out, whether it's with your dog or your kids or just by yourself, whatever it might be. I just think it's really... Right. Taking a nap. I just 20 minutes, please. Yes. But whatever it is, I just think it's really important for us to honor our own yeah. personal journey. Absolutely. And I like to yes. put that out there because I think there is also a lot of stuff right now in the media and the, the expectations and in the wellness world that is like, if you don't do these things... Then, then you, you're not well, you know, you, you're not, you're not woke or yeah, you don't look exactly. after yourself or, right. you know, and, and I feel like it's self-care, like yeah. that's a new buzzword. Right. right. And yeah. I do, and I do think it's important. So I just, I kind of say that with very much to honor whatever people decide that's right for them is right for them. My only advice of course would be to do it consistently yes and be flexible like you like you said there are going to be points where you grow and evolve there was a point where I was into yoga a lot yeah especially because that's what my husband does he's a yoga teacher and trains yoga teachers he's a movement teacher I don't often call him a yoga teacher anymore but he's a movement teacher and he does he has his own his own um, brand and he teaches this and so way back then I would be crawling into the classes and getting into it but I haven't done yoga in years it's been a long time and it's okay that I'm not exactly. you know there is still that expectation of others who think well you must be great because your husband um <laughs> he's a movement teacher and I'm like well I don't see him singing on stage but okay <laughs> he was a musician though a bassist oh nice. so it's it's beautiful but yeah I think that those things are really important so mm. I have another question that I'm really curious about because okay. I'm really hearing I mean I'm really feeling your heart right now which mm. is beautiful Michelle so thank you for being so open and I love the flow that's happening and I'm curious for you um, as an entrepreneur creative yourself, like if you could project five years into the future, like what would you want for yourself? Yes. What do you, how would you want to show up to use your oh. words in, in five years? Man, it's all about tropics. <laughs> all about the tropics. <laughs> it's all about the tropics. That's not what I was expecting, but it's I love that. The tropics. <laughs> um, I think, how would I like to show up? Hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I want to be somewhere warm. Mm. That's the first thing and close to the sea and nature mm. and in that kind of space. Definitely. I see that within the next five years or so, but also, um, just having a dance with myself. Mm. I think having a dance with myself and having a dance with life. I feel like I'm on the edge of this great adventure and just giving myself permission to just go with the adventure. Nice. Um, that's kind of where I am. And um, we're in this transitional period um, of, of really letting go mm-hmm. and doing crazy stuff. Like we're packing our whole house up and just going traveling for a little while. Oh, that's and beautiful. And it's like having it's it's this dance with trusting that that's okay to do that you know Mm. um and knowing that we'll be absolutely fine and then when we come back we will we'll find somewhere to live that will be great for us you know um and I want to do more of that I want to do more of that stepping out in faith and Mm -hmm. just knowing that the universe has me and I'll be fine and wherever we land will be the right place to land. Mm. I think that's where I see myself and being able to um, facilitate a space or spaces for people to come and restore, replenish and really get a sense of themselves. And sometimes I feel like we have to remove ourselves from our day-to-day lives in quotes um, to be able to do that, to get that reconnection. Mm -hmm. Um, And I see myself doing more work like that in, in the years to come, being able to facilitate that for people to find that space where they can just, you know, readjust and rebalance and reassess what's happening in their lives and reconnect, especially to the earth and to Mm. nature and getting into that space of, okay, yeah, I can slow right down and that's okay. Yeah. And be in that space where when I do slow down, then I start to hear and I start to feel and I start to reconnect and I start to realign with where I need to be and the frequency that I need to be flowing Mm. at. That's kind of where I see myself in the next five years. I love how um, how you expressed that in that you didn't say in the next five years, I want to own my own or have my own. It really came back to what you spoke about before, which was all about how you want to feel, mm. how you want to show up, how, who you want to be yeah. in your yeah. life in yeah. five years. And I think that's so beautiful that you've stayed on track with that essence of what you were yeah. speaking about before. Um, and I commend you on daring greatly into something new because that's a that's a space that I'm playing in a lot more daring yeah. something different trying something new I'm putting myself out there in a in a greater way yes. and in order to do that I, it definitely takes courage absolutely yeah courage to take a leap of faith into something that you don't know no. yeah you know and I and I know that I sometimes take for granted that because I moved around I lived in America then back in the Caribbean and I've been in the UK now for a couple decades mm. I know what it's like to pick up and move yeah. I sometimes take for granted how hard that is yeah. to take steps yeah. um, for others, but also even in other instances in my life. Yes. And so I draw from that courage of knowing that mo- life isn't static or linear, yeah, like we no. said, and movement is required. Absolutely. Movement is required yes. for growth. Yes. And growth happens outside of our comfort yeah. zone. So the <laughs> fact that you are willing to go, okay, I'm just going to pack up my house, hubby, and let's go. Let's just go travel around and just see where life takes yeah. us. Let the current yeah. flow through us 
and we know we'll land somewhere that we need to be. I think that's yeah. so beautiful. So I just want to honor that Thank and you. commend the courage because I know that it's not an easy step to take. Yeah. Yeah. And it is that thing. Sometimes we question ourselves like, are we, are we doing the right thing? Yeah. Are we, are we really our doing this? Here? But um, it's that thing of, you know, when you step out, the path appears. Mm. Um, and that's really what we live by. It's like, you know, if you, you, What's the thing that I always say? You know, the universe meets you where yes. you're at. So mm. you have to step forward to meet the universe. Um, and that's kind of how we live. Mm. So we're stepping out knowing that the path will appear. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's, 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 that's the faith. My mom used to talk about this story all the time, which I really enjoyed uh, when she was in the Caribbean. She'd use it as an analogy of um, shining your light yeah. and, and leading by example. Yes. And so she would you talk about when she drive along some of the country roads in the Caribbean and anyone from the Caribbean knows that mm. when it's dark and those was <laughs> pitch black, pitch black and, but people are still walking on the side yes. of the road where there are no pavements or, yep. or sidewalks, pavements we say yeah. here. Yeah. I never remember. <laughs> um, and so you're walking, you're, you're driving. And then what you do as you're driving and you've got your lights on, yeah. you see someone that they're on the side, but more importantly, they use the light that you're shining from your yeah. car to make a few more steps quickly yeah, because yeah, then yeah. they can see their path a yes. bit more clearly. Yes. And so she always used that analogy to say, lead by example, mm. shine your light and you'll help others along the way. It's true. And it's such a beautiful uh, vision for me because I can completely see that. Like, okay, let me move quickly. I have a little bit of light right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think that it's it's really important to do that. Um, and so because I know that we've, we've I, I could speak to you all day, <laughs> um, we could continue. Um, I definitely have, um, I want to ask you one more question. But before I do, I want to stop really for a brief moment and honor you oh. and celebrate you wow. and say thank you for all the wonderful work that you're doing in the music industry, in the coaching industry, the healing industry, the everything industry that you are. Oh, thank you. And, you know, for helping others to go out there and bring their, you know, themselves into alignment and mm. find that balance between what's going on on the outside and what's going on in the inside. We need a lot more people like us out there doing the work that we do. Mm. So I really want to mm. honor you, sister, thank and you. say thank, thank you, you for so all much. that you do. Uh, please tell my listeners where they can find you online. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh, my website is uh, michelleescoffrey.com great and um, Instagram is Michelle Escoffrey. All pretty and straightforward. I believe, um, Facebook is the same, Michelle yeah. Escoffrey. So. Well, I will definitely have some links um, to go along with this episode, yes. but we can find you online and see all the yummy stuff that you're up to and um, <laughs> things like that. So I'm really excited. And so my final question uh, that I'd like to ask you, Michelle, is what is your soulful sound to the world? So this mm. is a self prayer or desire that you wish yeah. upon the world. I think um, I was, I've been thinking about this quite a lot. <laughs> right. Awesome. <laughs> so I, again, I think it comes back down to the breath. So my sound is literally the breath, the inhale and the exhale. Mm. <sighs> and my desire for the world is that we all find our inner peace and we all recognize the divine within ourselves and each other because that's when we can start to have the more unity consciousness mm. and understanding that what we do affects each other, even on the other side of the globe, it affects each other because we're all interconnected. Yes. So I think that would be my thing. I love the sound. <laughs> Breathe in and out. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to share it with your friends and remember to subscribe. From my heart to yours, sending you love, healing, and sound wherever you are.